Today, the day in which we call John Henry Newman, Saint John Henry Newman, has been joyful and exhilarating. The mass of canonization for the five new saints was a, a very emotional moment indeed. Many people were feeling the same as I was, that when the solemn declaration by Pope Francis that these five Beati were to be inscribed, enrolled as saints, and therefore were reliable carriers of our prayers to the Lord. I just felt a, a, a deep sense of something being fulfilled and a deep sense of encouragement. Matura deliberazione preabita e divina ope sepius implorata al de plurimorum fratrum nostrum consiglio Beatos Ioannem Enrico Newman, Josefina Banini, Maria Teresia Charmel Mantidian, Dulcem Lopez Pontes et Margarita Mbais, Santos Ese de Cernibus et Definimus, Exantorum Catalogo Ascribimus, Tatuet in Seus in Universa Ecclesia inter Santos, Pia Devozioni Recoli de Veri, in Nomine Patris et Filio. It's Spiritus Sancti. Amen. I think that's especially true for all of us in England because this new saint was so thoroughly English. Not only was he born and brought up in London, but it was his sensibilities his way of thinking, his way of writing, his way of reflecting on himself, his understanding of what it meant to be a disciple of Jesus, his understanding of how we should come to important decisions in our lives, his way of coping with suffering and illness and disappointment and rejection. All of these things he seemed to do in a way that characterizes an English character. It was very fascinating that in his homily, Pope Francis quoted this kind of very Englishness of St. John Henry Newman. He talked about the holiness of daily life, which, the Pope said, St. John Henry Newman described in these words. The Christian has a deep, silent, hidden peace, which the world sees not. The Christian is cheerful, easy, kind, gentle, courteous, candid, unassuming, has no pretense with so little that is unusual or striking in his bearing, that he may easily be taken at first sight for an ordinary man. And those words of John Henry Newman, I think, describe exactly the experience of many Catholics in England over these years. We do not wear our hearts on our sleeves. We do not shout about our faith. It is, as he says, it's a deep and silent, hidden peace, which often the world does not see.
So I think what was strengthened in me was this sense of an unostentatious way of being a disciple of Jesus in the world today, in the Catholic Church. And you know, when I think that Newman lived most of the 40 years of his life as a Catholic priest in the normal work of a priest, working in a parish, living in his oratory and community, caring for his people, opening for them pathways to holiness and the sacraments and his preaching, having a special attachment and care for the poor. It's exactly, exactly, certainly what priests aspire to do. So here we have a saint for us everyday priests, and we have a saint for us everyday disciples who don't shout about our faith, who tend not to get on soapboxes on the street corners, but show a faith in our hearts and in doing the ordinary things, our duties, but always with a sense of obedience to what this is what God wants. There have been two things that have been uppermost in my mind over these last couple of days about St. John Henry Newman. Well, first is his insistence that every single person, every human being has been created and given a body and placed in this world for a particular purpose. No life is without purpose. And as he said, we mightn't see the full picture of our purpose in this world, but we live with a sense of purpose, first of doing God's will, then of trying to perceive exactly what that will of God for me might be, and then seeing how it's not an individualistic thing, it's something that makes me, as Carl Newman said, a link in a chain. And the second thing that goes with it is his deep sense of faith, a foundation on which he could really rely. It's interesting, Colonel Newman set out as a teenager with a great evangelical belief, and then he became a member of the Church of England, and then he explored the depth uh, of the Catholic inheritance, as it were, of the Church of England, and changed many things in the Church of England, its attitude to Eucharist, the emergence of religious orders, and then he found he was led into the full communion of the Catholic Church, which gave him that sure foundation in his faith. And that foundation didn't leave him comfortable. He was very uncomfortable in the Catholic Church for a long time. But that struggle to understand, struggle to understand exactly what God wanted of him, didn't threaten or undermine this sense of strong, firm foundations. So a sense of purpose, and a firm foundation. The other things about Cardinal Newman that have been going through my mind on this day, this day when we call him Saint John Henry Newman. One of the great happinesses about today is that the declaration that John Henry Newman is a saint and the other four with him gives me and gives us all a certainty that we can turn to them knowing on the authority of the church that they are most certainly in the presence of God and can intercede for us.
in making this very, very solemn declaration, the church is not saying they're the only ones in the presence of God. I mean, for me, I often turn to my mother and father and say, keep an eye on me, please. Speak to the Lord for me, please. Uh, because I have a, a kind of inner certainty that they are in the presence of God. But that's my inner certainty. This process by which the church formally and solemnly proclaims them to, to be there goes way beyond a personal conviction. And of course it needs, it needs that objective evidence of the effectiveness of asking their help in miracles. So today there were two people present who were saved from death by the intercession of John Henry Newman. One uh, who's now a deacon, whose spine was collapsing and he could barely, he was losing all movement in his legs. And the other, a woman who was losing not only a baby, but also the substantive health that she had as she lost so much blood. And she was there, and the baby too, who on all medical grounds should have died. But there they were, bringing up gifts to the Holy Father. So this evidence of the effectiveness of intercession to John Henry Newman and of his pleading with God to make something happen that has no scientific medical reason is part of why this is such a joyful moment and why it gives us the confidence of our faith that they are indeed saints in God's presence. And the lovely thing, of course, about saints is they grew up in the same places where we grew up. They come from the same soil, if you like. They were alongside of us. St Thomas of Canterbury Parish in Fulham. Newman was there. The Warwick Street Church, he was there. He grew up in Ealing. He worked in Oxford in the Oriel College and Trinity College. He walked the streets of Birmingham where priests walk today. So he's one of us. So it's one of us now being an intercessor for us. So he's a hero. He's on our side. He's an ally. He's someone that we can cherish and be proud of and appeal to and know that he is in the presence of God. My favourite hymn, as written by John Henry Newman, is Lead Kindly Light. I particularly like the line about Keep thou my feet, I do not ask to see the distant scene, one step enough for me. Now I have to pray that every day, because I'm always tempted to look at what's coming up and what might happen and what might not happen. But he says, look, one step, one step at a time. And that is so very close to many of the things that Pope Francis says to us about discernment, about really working hard and asking ourselves in conscience, what is the next step I should be taking? I can't stay where I am. I have to move, keep moving. And what is the next step I should take? And the steps, should we should be able to sense that they're leading us towards God. And if we have a sense that they're leading us away from God, then that's probably not the way to go. But we take it one step at a time. And this hymn... It's full of realism and 
emotional courage and therefore it is so easy to be overcome with emotion when we sing this hymn. And the prayer, without a doubt, it's the prayer that signals us towards the end of our life. O Lord, support us all the day long of this troublesome life until the shadows lengthen and the evening comes and the busy world is hushed and the fever of life is over and our work is done. Then, Lord, in thy mercy, grant us a safe lodging, a holy rest and peace at the last. Amen.